Welcome to Creating the Path, a podcast for entrepreneurs who want to create their own unique pathway to success and happiness. I'm your host, Heather Grace Hansen, and each week I'll be sharing tips and strategies to help you create the path to a life you love. Let's dive in. Hello, and welcome to the first official episode of Creating the Path podcast. Today, I want to talk about how you can create your path to a life you love in three steps. These are the three phases of my intentional energy framework that I use with my clients. I truly believe that the key to creating a life you love is by being intentional with how you spend your energy. It really is the foundation of everything you do, because if you don't have any energy, you can't do anything. So my intentional energy framework outlines how you can use your energy intentionally to live the life you want. And I'm going to go through that framework with you today. So the first phase of the framework is the dream phase. And this phase is really fun. And it's what allows us to be intentional. This is where you create your vision for what your ideal life looks like. And the goal here is to go deeper than just what comes to mind immediately. It's highly likely that at least some of your goals or part of your vision is something that you've just absorbed from the outside world or society or others' opinions about what we should want in life. It's really natural to absorb things from our environment. So our job in this first step is to question your vision and goals and to be sure it's what you really want. But I want to backtrack first for a minute because Before we start to question, we first need to create a vision or a list of goals and dreams to start with, right? So you can start by just creating a list of whatever comes to your mind, but if your mind goes blank, which is very common, it can be helpful to think of your life in terms of categories, because this will usually spark some ideas as you think of specific areas of your life. You can choose whatever categories you want, but they might be something like, health and wellness, family and friends, romance, money and finances, business and career, hobbies or free time, learning and education, and so on. So those are just a few common ones. And you can really create any categories that make sense for you and for your life. And then you can start brainstorming what each one of those areas of your life would look like in your ideal situation. Another way you can do this is to think of what you would want to accomplish before you die. You can do this by either writing your own obituary, or you could just write a simple bucket list of things you want to accomplish at some point in your life. You can also choose how far into the future you want to envision. So you can choose to just create a vision for what you want your life to look like over the next few months or year, in which case maybe you don't need to create your bucket list right now. Just do whatever feels right or good for you. And just remember that this should be fun because you want to envision a life that will bring you joy. And also don't limit yourself to what feels possible at this moment. Dream big, write down all the things, even if you think it's something you can't accomplish right now. You'll worry about how to create this life and accomplish these dreams later on. For now, the goal is to just get them down on paper. Next, you want to create a list of your top three to six values. 
You can Google a list of values to get some ideas. And you basically want to start by writing down every value that feels good to you. Then you'll start narrowing down the list by looking for words that are similar and grouping them together and then picking one word to represent all of them. Or just by simply looking at all your values and start deciding which ones are more important to you than others. And you'll do this until you narrow it down to about three or six. Now, once you have your list of values and a list of things that you want to accomplish in your life and a vision for what your ideal life will look like, that's when you want to start to explore if these are truly things that you want. So you'll want to start by going through the list and asking yourself, why do I want to achieve this? Or why is this important to me? And then once you have an answer, ask yourself why again, and keep asking yourself why until you get to the heart of why that goal is important to you. You'll know when you've gotten to the root of why it's important to you when you can't answer why anymore. At that point, it's likely that your last answer was closely related to one of your values. As you're asking yourself why, at some point you may actually realize that this is something that's not really that important to you, and you won't have an answer for why you want it, not because you've gotten to the root of why it's important to you, but because it actually isn't. Or maybe you'll realize that you don't like your answer to why. So if your answer is something around wanting to impress other people or wanting validation from something, that would be an example of that situation. Once you realize which goals or which parts of your vision were absorbed from other people or society or just somewhere from the external world, then you can choose to remove it from your list. But if it truly is something that's important to you, by asking yourself why to get to the root of why it's important to you, that's really going to reinforce the importance of it in your mind so that you can be confident knowing that you've created a really solid vision for yourself. And it's also going to help later in the process when we start to redesign your days. And now that you're finished creating your vision, the next step is to look at where you are now. In order to create your path to a life you love, we need to know both ends of the path, where you are now and where you want to be. So I call this step discover because we're looking at what your life looks like now and we're discovering what are the things that are holding you back. And the best way to get a good and accurate picture of your current life is to track your time and energy. You can do this on a piece of paper, a journal, or in a spreadsheet. However you do it, you want to track what you're doing in either increments of 30 or 60 minutes. And I also recommend adding a column to track how much energy you have at those times as well. So this is a really important step that people often want to skip over. But if you can do this for seven days, it's really going to give you so much valuable information. It's important to know exactly what tasks and activities you're doing on a regular basis and how much time you spend doing them, because we often think that things take less time than they actually do, which is how we get into this cycle of working too much and never getting through our to-do lists. Tracking your energy is also important because this is something we usually don't think about. Our energy has natural flows throughout the day, you know, typical times when we have more energy and other times when our energy will be lower. 
So this exercise can help you identify what your own natural energy flow is. And it can also help you identify how certain activities might be affecting your energy. I know this can be a difficult exercise to do, even just to remember to do it, right? But I really urge you to try tracking for a week if you can. Maybe set some alarms for yourself throughout the day to remind you to do it. You know, if you forget, just try to track it to the best of your memory as you as you can uh, when you, you know, maybe if it's later in the day and you remember. Uh, but the more accurate you can be, the the better your information will be. And after you've done this for a week, then you can start to look at that and separate all the activities you did that week and start separating them out to create two different lists. You'll want to create a list of activities that drained your energy and another list of activities that replenished your energy or that made you feel refreshed. Now, don't feel bad if the first list is longer than the second one or if you don't have anything to put on the second list at all. That's really normal at this stage because the whole reason you're doing this is because you already know that you're spending too much time draining your energy, right? So that's okay because our goal in the next phase is to make sure we fix that. So that brings us to the third and last phase of the framework, which is the design phase. This phase can be tricky because it's a little bit of a puzzle and Mindset patterns and mindset blocks can get in the way here that can keep you stuck in your old way of doing things. So just be aware of that as you work through this phase. Basically, what we're doing here, though, is we're going to go back and look at your vision and your goals, and we're reverse engineering them to make decisions on what are your first next steps towards working towards those goals. What should your goals be for the next 90 days? the next month, or even over the next week, because now you're going to redesign your day from the ground up. But let's take a step back for a moment and we'll come back to your goals. The first thing I recommend you do here is to look at your energy tracking. See what times of day you normally have higher energy and when you normally have lower energy. Try to schedule work or activities that require more energy of you during those times when you have more energy available. And try to schedule time in your day for self-care or for energy replenishing activities during the time of day when your energy normally dips. Does that make sense? The idea is that we want to schedule your day to follow your natural energy flow. When your energy is low, you're better off, you know, taking a break rather than just pushing through to get more work done because that's just going to burn you out and the quality of your work goes down anyway. So first you want to figure out that natural flow for you. Then once you have that general flow figured out, that's when you can start deciding on what specific activities and tasks you're going to plug into those buckets of time. And there's usually an element of trial and error here. You might add something, then take it away and add something else until you finally come up with a nice daily schedule that feels joyful and productive without being overly stuffed. And once you start following this new schedule and daily routine, you'll likely make some adjustments and tweaks along the way, and that's all part of the process. Just remember to have fun with it and stay curious to what feels good and right for you, because that's what really matters here. 
Remember that you're creating your path and your ideal life, not what someone else thinks is ideal. Well, I think that does it for our very first podcast episode. Thank you so much for listening, and I really hope this has been helpful for you. Feel free to hit me up on Instagram and let me know what you think. You can find me at Heather Grace Hansen. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Creating the Path as much as I did. You can find the show notes for this and every episode at heathergracehansen.com slash podcast. But before you go, make sure to hit the subscribe button. New episodes drop every Tuesday. Until then, have a fabulous week.